Welcome to the Master's Method podcast, hosted by Zisser Customs Law Group. As experts in global trade, they will share valuable trade compliance and supply chain security information, along with the latest trade news, in a unique format that is easy to understand, use, and apply. They are going to simplify those complex topics, operational challenges, and difficult issues better than anyone else. Hey, Juan, you know, with all the COVID-19 issues going on in the U.S., Mexico is really experiencing some real severe issues, particularly with the maquiladoras. We just heard that a lot of the maquiladoras now are being shut down because of COVID-19. What's going on over there? There's a lot of changes, Steve, as you mentioned just now. Um, things are evolving every day now, but yes, you're absolutely right. We uh, Just last week, there was a big announcement coming down that basically said that unless you are basically classified as basically the same as what the U.S. did, which is this definition for essential business, you will not be able to operate. So right now, there's a lot of discussion as to exactly what those emix companies need to comply with or need to be manufacturing or assembling or producing in mexico to be considered essential well yes definitely there's a lot of uncertainty going on right now okay well that's definitely what we're going to talk about today so hello everybody and welcome to the master's method podcast i'm steve zisser a customs attorney and i specialize exclusively in the area of import and export law and supply chain security and joining me on our podcast today is our good friend juan moreno Hi, Juan. Hi, Steve. I'm the director of trade compliance here at Zizzer Group, where I've been here for the last 11 years. Originally started working for a maquiladora and then a brokerage company a few years back. I'm excited to be joining you, Steve, today for this very important topic. Well, today's trade news topic certainly is going to be about the maquiladora situation in response to COVID-19. Today, what we're going to cover is some of the latest information that's going on in Mexico. As Juan said earlier, it is constantly evolving. We'll talk about what is happening right now with the EMAX operations, particularly in Baja, California, in response to COVID-19. We'll also talk a little bit about how the Mexican government is responding, some of their new requirements and some of their new rules, and, and then really some of the things that you need to know and some really good next steps that you might need to take. So one, one of the first things is really what's going on right now with the EMEX operations, particularly in Baja, California, in response to COVID-19? Well, the biggest thing that's happening right now is that companies are evaluating whether they can pretty much continue to operate, Steve. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, there's this whole discussion about you being able to uh, meet the guidelines of what they consider to be an essential manufacturing operation, uh, which for the most part right now, based on the definitions and the guidelines that we're seeing, for the most part, is focusing strictly on the medical arena, um, products that are primarily being used to combat the, the COVID-19 outbreak, the crisis situation, the pandemic that we're all in, mainly it's companies that are providing services that cater to that specific need. Um, there are some very few exceptions out there where companies are able to continue operating provided they meet some very, very strict sanitation guidelines. Similar to like what we've seen in the U.S., social distancing, um, maintaining the area super, super clean, and following all of the CDC and FEMA protocols around the world. So that's primarily what's going on with a lot of these companies right now. And obviously, as we know, a lot of these companies employ hundreds, if not thousands of employees. 
So it's very interesting to see how a lot of these CMEX operations are handling that situation. Some of them are, are, are sending their employees home with full pay. Other companies that don't have the ability to do that are coming up with different options. But obviously, everybody's trying to come up with solutions that can help both the company itself and the employee and the and the employee as well. So uh, a lot of uncertainty, very volatile as you mentioned before, and constantly evolving. Obviously, as the situation gets worse, things are going to start to change. So how this will all end up, we're we get to see, Steve. But yes, a lot of a lot now, of things now, are happening. Now, yes, while right now, and basically the way we're seeing this is effectively. A majority, a vast majority, probably well over 80 to 90 percent of all the EMEX operations pretty much are going to be shut down, at least according to the Mexican government. We're looking till April 30th. That's the date that they're projecting that the shutdown would apply for, right? That is correct, Steve. You're absolutely right. They're correct now forecasting until April 30th for non-essential businesses to continue to be um, you know, full stop, basically, for as, of, as of today. And, and of course, April 30th, a lot of us might expect that that number, that date is probably going to be most likely extended beyond that, don't you think? The likelihood of that, Steve, is very high. Uh, obviously, Mexico is not a first world country. We're way behind in terms of infrastructure, preparedness, and everything that this pandemic is forcing countries to to scramble and, and take care of. So, yes, I, you know, April 30th, to be very honest with you, is a very optimistic date. I do not foresee that date sticking. I totally see that date being pushed on further. Yeah, I, I, I would say that. So right now, you're right. So a lot of the maquilas have actually been shut down or no longer able to operate unless they meet, like you say, those, those strict requirements for what is essential. Um, and even if they meet the essential requirements, one, they also, if they meet the essential requirement, they still need to meet certain, like you said, sanitation, or certain uh, social distancing requirements on top of that. That is correct, Steve, yes. And in addition to that, they also have to employ sort of a bare minimum in terms of number of employees so, so they can themselves enjoy or be able to apply those, those uh, sanitation guidelines. Because obviously, you know, if they don't lower the headcount, going to be very difficult for these companies to maintain those social distancing and all of the different uh, sanitation protocols that are being in, um, applied to these companies. So, yes, it's a very, very volatile situation, um, one that we hope starts to normalize a little bit better in the next uh, few weeks. But um, like we said earlier, it's, it's evolving and it's changing very rapidly, and it's uh, it's very reactionary to, to what's basically happening. You know, and like, like we've seen this situation, it's happening all around the world, and all of the countries are taking different different actions to address this. So um, definitely it's a big, big, big issue right now in Mexico and with the Maquila yeah, industry. So, and the Maquila, in, in particular, Maquila. So as a result of this, obviously the volumes that we're seeing across the southern border right now have gone down pretty dramatically, both on the import side and certainly even on the export side. Uh, that has changed pretty dramatically just in the past few weeks. Oh my God! Yes, the the volumes are substantially down. When you talk about you know, you know upwards of 200 maquiladoras shutting down operations within a span of a few weeks, yeah, that definitely has an impact in the overall traffic, both southbound and northbound. We are seeing a dramatic decrease in, in traffic uh, going both directions. So um, 
But on the other side, though, we are seeing an uptick in different industries, in other industries. Like we said earlier, medical, uh, transportation, a lot of those industries are right now uh, booming in terms of um, expansion and, and, and business. So some are coming down, whereas others are going up. But, but for the most part, unfortunately, the majority are being hit very, very severely right now. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of the trucking operations are down. A lot of the warehousing operations on both yeah. sides of the border are down. The three PL yeah. operations are pretty much down. Um, mm -hmm. I know a lot of the, the the material that a lot of the maquilas use, of course, comes from from Asia. A lot of that material typically would move inbound through the United States down to Mexico. A lot of that material is now being stopped uh, simply because the plant is no longer open and can't receive the material, so they're no longer able to ship the material that actually came into the U.S. down to Mexico for the plant to even use. So all those southbound shipments now are not even progressing at this point, which is pretty highly unusual to see all these uh, inbounds that really cannot move any longer. You're absolutely right, Steve. Inventories, like you just said, both of raw materials that go in for production and, on the other hand, production that's been stopped. Uh, the inventories in some of these places are through the roof right now because they just cannot move the product. So their warehouses are full of raw materials that they can't put in the production line because they're, sh they're shut down, basically, and they can't move their finished goods out because they're not essential. So, yeah, it's a very, 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 very interesting situation and one that we hope ends as soon as possible to be a, to get back to the normalcy as, as quickly as we can. Yeah, I think one of the big challenges that I see with a lot of the uh, in in the Mexico side, and like you said earlier, I think the 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 the, the infrastructure in Mexico and, and and the social programs in Mexico and 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 the kind of protections that the employees have in Mexico are not nearly the same as they are in the U.S. So a lot of these employees who are being either either laid off or being furloughed, uh, whether they are or are not getting any benefits depends on the maquila. Some are giving benefits, some are giving no benefits. Um, you know, what's going to happen to all those workers, particularly if they have thousands and thousands of workers, um, even when this, this uh, whole issue starts to mitigate and maybe we do start to return to some normalcy, hopefully in the next, you know, maybe three, four weeks or whichever, boy, the ramp up time one, I think that's going to be fairly slow. That's not going to be flip a switch and we're going to be back running on the next day. This could take weeks just to ramp back up. Definitely, I completely agree with you. Obviously, it'll vary depending on the industry that you're falling into. But for the most part, yes, I do feel that it's going to be a slow ramp up. I don't see this as something, you know, that's going to happen from one day to the other where we're back to normal. No, I think it'll be a gradual pickup. And some industries, some industries I see will, are going to do better than others. Retail, I think, is going to be very, very slow in coming back. Whereas manufacturing, I think, of, of, um, of certain products is going to definitely be uh, in the forefront once we start seeing the economy back up. Right now, we're already hearing about you know, certain states in the U.S. that are already talking about maybe reopening the economy in the next few weeks. Um, that also sounds very ambitious and very optimistic. I hope that we do get to see that in the next few weeks. And, and finally, some, you know, a, a light at the end of the tunnel, as they say. So hopefully we start to see that. Yeah, so, so for all of you that are listening to the podcast today, if, if you do have an operation down in Mexico, uh, there are going to be some serious issues as to whether or not they can or cannot operate, as Juan said earlier. 
it's really going to be limited to very specific industries. It, it's, it's quite limited. If you're dealing, yeah. dealing with things like medical or maybe food products, you're probably okay. But beyond that, for the most part, you know, if you're automotive, if you're aerospace, if you're any of those kinds of items, you're pretty much shut down. There are really no exceptions that the government's given at this point. So my recommendation certainly is, is monitor it. Uh, and again, it is evolving. Right now, it's scheduled to go through April 30th, but we do expect that day to certainly be extended. Mexico is just starting to, to really scale up in terms of COVID-19 impacts. Um, they have not been sheltering in place as long as we have in the U.S. side. So I think Mexico has still got to go through that curve. And uh, Juan, I mean, your suspicions are this, this is going to take some time just because Mexico's got to kind of go through what we went through which could be easily probably through maybe even the end of May at this point. That's, exa that's exactly what I see, Steve, uh, sort of on the horizon for us here down here in Mexico. And also one other recommendation that I wanted to give the companies that are right now hearing this podcast that might be already deemed essential and are continuing to operate, make sure that you follow all of the Mexican guidelines for the sanitation requirements. They're coming down with very, very heavy fines fines that in some cases are stopping the operation bed on its tracks and to get it back open again is not something that happens overnight. It's a very lengthy process. So the last thing you want to do is incur a fine, a penalty because you didn't follow protocol and be shut down. That's the worst thing that can happen to you. So make sure that if you are able to stay open because you're essential or because you're following the protocols, make sure that they're following them to the key. You're doing all of the proper yeah. compliance, reporting, and everything else. Just to, you know, okay, get well, the last few tips there for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Juan. I really appreciate that. So I want to thank you for joining us today on the Massive Method Podcast, and thank you, Juan, for sharing those recommendations. I think it's very, very important. So bye-bye, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Steve. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Master's Method podcast. Zisser Customs Law Group is a full-service international trade law firm and a global leader in international trade compliance training. Be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not legal advice. If you have any questions or require additional support, please do not hesitate to contact us through our website at zissergroup.com or send us an email to solutions at zissergroup.com.